0: Welcome back. It is another podcast. It is April 1st, 2022. No, this is not April Fool's. This is yours, truly Elder Richard Pittman Jr. And this is the Survival Toolbox Podcast coming to you live and direct from the great state of Minnesota, my home state. You know, today... I'm feeling like doing a little bit of explanation of exegeting the scripture and digging into things that may make some people uncomfortable. And really it's the simple things that we all know about when it comes to Christianity, but in the way that it is explained at times, I feel that maybe there needs to be a little more explanation to the person that wants to believe, to the person that wants to understand about the basic gifts of God. Those that are promised to us. And so once again I want to welcome you to the podcast, survival survival toolbox podcast. <laughs> Quickly, let us let us get into what I want to talk about today. Um in my time of prayer before getting into this podcast and before every podcast I ask God what I should say and what should I say on every single podcast so every episode this being the 40th episode I ask God what should I say and the Lord has given me what to say and I want to make sure that I say it in a way that is not confusing nor puts anybody in a place of confusion because God's not the author of that. God's not the author of confusion. And um, today I want to talk about the gifts of God and in specific the gift of speaking in tongues and the gift of prophecy and what the Bible has to say about it. And in in specific, um, I want to talk about how those two gifts edify the body and then edify the world and how it's supposed to be used concerning what the Bible speaks about it in the New Testament. I first want to begin in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And if you know these scriptures, it's between the chapters of in First Corinthians 12 and 14. You get into spiritual gifting and what it means. And how we're supposed to operate in them and what gifts God gives out and how every gift. Is supposed to help and undergird the next gift. And that. In the totality of gifts. It is there to edify the body of Christ. And to be assigned to the world that the supernatural is real. I want to start in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And we can start down by the fourth verse. It says now there are diversities of gifts. But the same spirit. So we understand that. Whatever we do when it, once again, just two gifts, not every gift, but just two gifts. I want to talk about tongues and prophecy. But within those two gifts, no matter how you operate in those gifts, and I'll get into what the gifts are supposed to do and what they are. Um, but with those two gifts, tongues. So speaking in a foreign language that nobody knows. And prophecy, which is speaking the future. I don't want it to get mixed up here, Um Prophecy is not a word of wisdom or knowledge. A word of knowledge is what's going on currently. A word of wisdom is how to navigate what's going on currently. Prophecy, however, is talking to your future. So we're talking about those that speak to your future. And then tongues is a direct communication from God to the person to show that the spiritual uh, world and the supernatural is real. And in that. Show that miracles and the miraculous are true because of the speaking in tongues. Let's get further into it. Verse four: Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit; and there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord; and there are diversities of operations, but it's the same God that worketh all in all. What well, all this is saying is that is that every gift that we see in the church, whether it be speaking. Uh, in tongues, prophesying, and other gifts of help and of of uh, 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 of healing and all these things, and and as as a matter of fact, we'll we'll get there. It all comes from God. And I just want to read and help somebody out. Seventh verse, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal. In other words, it's given to every man to help to move forward, to progress, to push on, to show. The power and dominion of God in us or through us to the world, in this world. God does not give out his gifts to take away from his mission on earth. Every gift is to profit. And not profit as a P R O P H E T, but profit, P R O F I T, to profit the church. Understand, we're not talking about money here, but profit as is, get your soul right, get your mind right, get your spirit right, your body right. To keep you alive, to follow through with your purpose. This is what the Lord wants. For us to be in such a place that he can give us gifts and we are there to edify the body of Christ. I'm just trying to help. Um, this is my introduction to what I really want to get into. Remember. Speaking in tongues and prophecy is what I want to talk about, but I need to open this up first. Uh, verse 8, for to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. I understand the, the theme here, the same Spirit, the same Spirit, the same Spirit. To another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, To another diverse kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of those tongues. So what we get here is an explanation in the Bible that by the same spirit, all of these things are given. So word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, faith, remember. Faith is giving by the, so you can't have faith unless you have God. So that, that is a whole message right there. You cannot have faith unless you have God. That's why faith without works is dead. How does that make sense? If you just believe on things but have no God, it is dead. It's dead. You can hope naturally. Yeah, there's people that don't believe in God and, hey, man, I hope this happens. Yeah, but it's 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 dead. There's no end to it. There, there, there's a righteous end to it. That's why the Bible says that without faith, you can't please God. Faith in God go hand in hand. In order to believe in God, you need faith. So right in the scripture, we have it that to another faith by the same faith is given. That's why you have multiple experiences with faith. You can't curate faith on your own. You have to believe. In God, God gives you faith. Faith, then to believe even more. So that's why I take somebody with God to show you who God is. So then you believe in God, then thus you start believing in faith. That's a whole other message. I'm not gonna get deep into that, but faith is given. So we have what's given by the same spirit, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, diverse kinds of kinds of tongues and interpret interpretations of those tongues, excuse me. Diverse kinds of tongues and the interpretation of those tongues. But all these in verse 11 worketh that one and the self same spirit dividing to every man. Severally as he will. This is the most important part before I get into my main point. Is that for as the body is one and hath many members and all the members of that one body being many are one body so also is Christ. If you read on into chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians, you'd find that it begins to talk about how just because the head isn't the foot doesn't mean the head doesn't need the foot. And just because the ear isn't the eyes doesn't mean the ear doesn't need the eyes. What what the Bible is saying that we need every gift. It needs to all be functioning. They all need to come together. A completed house of God has all the gifts functioning, not one gift, not one gift glorified higher than the other. No, no, no. The head is just important as the foot. The kneecap is just important as the leg. Everything, the fingers to the hand, everything needs to be functioning and needs to be just as glorified as the next gift. That there is no gift raised above another. And that's what the rest of 12 talks about is This notion that there is no gift above another, but we need all of them to function, to edify, to truly have a church that is not only just miraculous, that is not only just powerful, but that does the things that the Lord needs us to do. Now that we have this understanding. That by the same spirit, God gives all these things. And that you might have different administrations, which means you might have different skills in these gifts. It is still given by the same spirit. Let's go to first Corinthians chapter fourteen. This is what I want to get into. This one really really hit home for me because it, it maybe it would change the way you think. maybe it change the way that you preach the word and you learn the word um, so that we don't do these things for show. We do these things with purpose. when there's purpose behind what you do, you do it with more intent. If you do it more with with more intent, then you would do those things. Correctly, You work on those things like it's a craft. You work on those things so you know what you're doing. In times when you need those gifts, they are readily available for you to operate in them. The Bible says my people perish because of the lack of knowledge. And I don't want to be a podcast. As many stories as I tell, as many revelatory things I try to give you all, I don't want to knock away or knock on the fact that the Bible has simple phrases and wordings that we can break down and help in something that is confusing. Prophecy is confusing because for those that don't believe, it's like, whoa, whoa, how'd you know that? And for those that speak in tongues, like, well, I mean, how do I know you're not just talking gibberish? Let's let's just get into this. First Corinthians 14. Here we are. First Corinthians 14. I want to start at the 21st verse. This is a prophecy that's being spoken in and of itself. First Corinthians 14. Chapter 14, 21st verse, it says, In the law, it is written, With men of other tongues and other lips, will I speak unto this people? That's where the prophecy comes in. Will I speak? That's that's forward talking. This people, and yet for all that will, they not hear me, saith the Lord. I'll say it again. In the law, it is written, With men of other tongues and other lips, will I speak unto this people? And yet, for all that will not hear me saith the Lord so what what he's saying is I'm gonna speak to those that will and for those that won't aka God's gonna give everybody a chance to hear him he's gonna give everybody a shot to hear what he has to say so no matter what happens in this world even for those who are in the Metropolitan land and those who are living off in the bush somewhere He's going to give everybody a chance to hear his word. 22, 1 Corinthians 14, 22, This is where I really want to talk from. Wherefore, tongues are for a sign not to them that believe. I'll say it again. Wherefore, tongues are for a sign not to them that believe, but to them that believe not. But prophesying serveth not. For them that believe not, but for them that which believe. That's where I want to talk today. Because I don't think many people understand that the Bible itself says that tongues is meant to be an edification piece for the non believer, it is meant for the non believer. Tongues is supposed to be a sign of the supernatural and the sign of the miraculous. That's why the Bible has it, and we just read it in 12 that you have somebody that speaks in tongues, then you have somebody that interprets the tongue. And that's why both gifts are important inside of the house of God because if you had a person that speaks, Where's the interpretation if that's all you had? And if you have an interpreter but nobody speaks, how can you hear? What is there to interpret? So I feel like some people have it backwards that we don't prophesy. Does not prophesy doesn't overrule and, I, and, and, and And if you're in the church, you know what I'm talking about. Prophecy sometimes is regarded as the best gift like that. That's the number one gift. And that's false. Once again, the Bible, we just read it. Go back to 1 Corinthians 12 tells you. That just because you have one gift doesn't mean that you can usurp every other gift. Every gift is equally important. And I believe it's in the 13th chapter. That it tells us that every man should aspire to prophesy. And how I interpret that is that if you have, remember, the spirit gives you faith. If you have faith to prophesy, that means you have a relationship with God. I've always said God is interested in you having a relationship with him. First and foremost. You don't get to gifts unless you have a relationship, some form of relationship. And so here we are. That tongues are not meant for. The believer, they're meant for the non-believer in its working form. Not that believers can't use it, not that believers can never get what we would say a blessing from it, an understanding from it. It is meant for the non-believer to see that God's real. And so we need the, the one that speaks and we need the one that interprets. So they understand the supernatural is real. That's that's why the tongues are important. Now, 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 can I explain that before I get on the prophecy? Uh, If you jump over to Isaiah 28. Isaiah 28, beginning at the 11th verse. It says, for with stammering lips. And another tongue will he speak to this people. Verse 12 and final verse to whom he said, this is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary, the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. This is the refreshing. Yet they would not hear. Yet they would not hear. So in essence what this is talking about are the tongues. And if you did some research and I did a couple, I I did some research. You find that the meaning of tongues really, if you break down the word, the definition is mocking. We are, we are mocking when you, when we break down the words tongue, we're, we're, and and what and, and what are we mocking? We're mocking the world it's it's Hebrew it's in in the breaking down of the Hebrew word for tongues it means mocking and what God has did that in those times we find that the people around that got drunk would talk crazy, would babble, would just speak crazily, you couldn't even understand them. And so what God did and remember, In my last podcast episode, we talked about we got to stop living to defeat or living on edge and, and living in such a way that we are always trying to defeat the enemies of darkness instead of living first and foremost to do the will of God. We are here to do the will of God. That even Jesus didn't play those games, and so here we have that tongues means to mock, and and if and if you go to Isaiah twenty-eight and eleven, um, you can find that. that and I'm I'm reading this out of uh, a, a commentary. It says the idea here is that since the drunkards of Judah regarded the messages Jehovah had sent them by the prophet as only adaptable for children, he would teach them in a manner. They did not like and give them knowledge through the language of foreigners as a sign of their unbelief. Paul used this passage, speaking of 28 and 11, of the gift of tongues in the church as a sign to unbelievers, which comes from 1 Corinthians 14 21. We just read that. The word stammering does not mean that the language would not be real and genuine, but that the people hearing it would not understand it. These Hebrew words are translated as mockers and mockers and mocketh. Laughed to scorn and mocked and laughing and have, have in derision. All this points to the experience of the book of Acts, especially to those of the 120 who were baptized in the spirit of the day of Pentecost and spoke in other languages that the spirit gave them utterance. This was in fulfillment of Isaiah 28 and 11, etc. They became an object of mockery, laughter, scorn, and ridicule and were accused of being drunk on new wine. So God has a sense of humor also because drunkards were related to babbling when they got too drunk. When those who were baptized with the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost began to speak in tongues, they were drunk on new wine. And my, my, how how does that fit for Jesus that turned water into wine for a celebratory fashion of a wedding? And how the wedding is significant to the wedding of the church in Jesus Christ on his coming back to the world. And that him leaving the Holy Spirit after he left to go to the throne waiting for his time to come back. He gives us the gift of speaking in tongues. As a new wine. And how Paul would explain it. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 21 and 22. That tongues are a sign. To those that don't believe. That that's how God would want it. To show the miraculous power. Of what God wants to do. So yeah, on April first, April Fool's Day, when people are going around trying to fool you about what's going on in the world, don't be fooled. That speaking in tongues is to edify the non-believer. That's Bible. To let them know that the supernatural is real. That's why we walk this walk with confidence because we know. That there is a realm that we cannot see. There is a world we cannot see. But it exists. And our God exists in it. And our God holds everything in his hand. And that there's power. That is given to those that believe in him. And if we believe and have faith. Which is also given by God and the Holy Spirit then we can be used in such a way to show the miracles and signs of God. Now for prophecy, we can wrap this up. Prophecy is for the believer. Prophecy is for those that need to hear from God along their way in their journey. And so now it makes sense when You see men and women speaking the lives of those that believe. It just gives you more context that the Bible itself would tell you. It would tell you. That but for prophesying. Serveth not for the those that believe not, but for them which believe. And so. When you walk into church now. And when you begin to see the gifts flow. I I encourage you to read first Corinthians chapters 12 through 14 for yourself. So you have an understanding of what you are witnessing. (laughs) Because. Tongues is to. Bring in the lost ones. Prophesying is to keep those who have accepted him. To encourage those, to edify those. And once again, when you read, when when you read, you'll find that the Bible even says that these gifts are to comfort the church. And I once heard it said, and I believe this, that prophesying is, in a sense, to reveal so that you can be redeemed. God's not in the business of destroying you. God's in the business of loving you. Even with that, you'll read in these verses in between 12 and 14, I believe that's in, in in 13, you'll begin to read about how you need to do all these things through love. And that's what you'll find in 13, 1 Corinthians 13, that you'll find as you do it through love, that God gives you comfort, that he wants to comfort you. He wants to make sure that you're loved. That you're not that you're not caught up in anything else other than what God has for you. And so on this first day of April, In a year where the Lord said he's going to allow you to be the answer. Remember, I'm not letting go of the word of God. This is the most important year of at least the 2020s. But if not further on, the Lord has told me in 2022, this is the year my people are going to come up. And they're going to come up big time and they're going to come up because they've listened and hearkened to the words I've given them. And so for everybody under the sound of my voice, whether it be one, whether it be hundred thousand, a million, whoever hears this word, understand these things that in this year you are expected to prosper. But you have to lay down that every single weight that easily besets you and give it to God. In this year, he wants you to be the answer. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. If he wants you to be the answer, there has to be problems that need solutions. So don't be upset when you meet certain dates and times in this year where there's a problem and it's persisting. Because maybe, just maybe, you're the answer to that problem. And that's why we go to God in prayer to get what we need from him. So, for speaking in tongues and prophesying, you now understand. Just real quick, just a quick analysis of tongues and prophecy. The tongues is for those that don't believe. If you get anything else, if you don't get anything else to get this, tongues is for those that don't believe. And in having the tongues, it's to speak the tongues and to interpret the tongues. So that they would know that the manifestation of gifts and of miracles are real. And that the supernatural does exist and for prophesying, then we already know as believers, we already believe of the supernatural because God is supernatural. So we need a word from him so that we have staying power to get strategy from him, to be able to see to our future that we can be prepared for what is to come. And this is why we speak in tongues. And we prophesy. And we look crazy for God because he does everything decently and in order, as you'll find in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Go do some reading. Let's take this journey together. We got some things to get into. I'm excited. If you don't like where you're at, go talk to God about it. He'll direct you, he'll guide you, he'll lead you. Come back next time, and always be blessed.